Hello there, my name is Sarah Sabwe. Sabwe is still Kenya, but my friends call me Sas. That is S A W S, Sas. Bringing you the ministry of consolation, comfort, encouragement, and care. Bible says in Revelation 12:11 and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony today i am grateful thankful and blessed bringing you another episode of things i have learned along the way as a stay at home mom and a homemaker here we go As a young woman in my 20s, among many friends, there were society and cultural norms that we started to follow. One of them was about marriage. It went like this. If by 25, 25 years, you're not engaged or married, you are over and done with. You'll never be married. Wadiba, basically, that's the translation in my mother tongue. You'll never have children because a woman is supposed to have had all her children before she's 30. I bought into this when I was about 23 and each birthday I celebrated was tinged with a bit of anxiety that started to grow louder and bigger in my mind each year as my birth month, which is November, approached. My desire had always been to know and date my husband-to-be for a minimum of two years. So in my head, time was running out. At 23, I wanted a committed Christian man, but there were no prospects for me at all. So I started saying to God, God, time is running out. It didn't help that there was so much pressure from aunties, especially at weddings. They would say things like, yours is next. Are you dating? Is it serious? Where are they from? What do they do? and the list goes on. All the men who were asking me out were far from what I had prayed to God for. They were non-believers. Basically, they were from the world. This got to a point where I did not want to attend any more family weddings. Then when I turned 25, my dear mother, bless her, she started. We would be having a very nice conversation with my mother about life. And then she would sneak this topic in. I have a friend who saw you at the shop yesterday. She really liked you. And her son has just finished studying abroad, you know. He did well in his studies and he is back to settle down. My friend really wants you to meet her son. I have met the son once and he's really a nice, polite young man. Can I also add that he is very handsome. The parents have invited us over for tea or lunch. It's really a nice family. Now in my head, the anxiety was on multiplication wheels. I was thinking, even my dear mother thinks I'm getting too old and running far behind. So I needed her and her friend's intervention in finding a man to marry me. Boy, the pressure. 
Needless to say, a few of my friends started dating non-Christian men, got married in order to beat the 25-year-old deadline, and sad to say, none of these marriages lasted because the why behind the action was wrong and out of God's perfect will for them. Although deep down, I knew that was not the right thing to do, my head still asked, had they done the right thing? My spirit answered, no, that was followed by peace. One of the many things I learned from my mother when she got born again was prayer. My mother became a prayer warrior. She prayed about everything. She led all our family altars, which were mainly in Luganda, my mother tongue. We always said the Lord's Prayer, followed by Psalm 23 in Luganda. My mother would pray for so long, we would all fall asleep, only to wake up when she said, which meant in Jesus' name. She would most likely have said that three to four times to wake us up. My dad was never part of these prayers because he always came back late. I started praying seriously about getting married. This was in the privacy of my bedroom, although I was still under the deception that God wears a watch. So I kept telling him that my time was running out because I had already turned 25 and I needed to date for a minimum of two years. I continued praying for my husband. You see, my mother had always said about challenges, Katuchisavide, let's pray about it. Sometimes it annoyed me that she couldn't come up with a solution about stuff but every challenge was, Katuchisavide, let's pray about it. God has a sense of humor because now I am a replica of my mother. Prayer is my default for everything. Sometimes I feel like a fool praying, but I pray anyway. I have learned to use prayer as a first defense and not as a last resort. I have learned that prayer isn't a toolkit for broken down situations, but prayer is designed for prevention. Prayer is designed to be a daily kind of maintenance for things. Prayer will not always change circumstances, but it will change your perspective. First Thessalonians 5, 16 and 17 says, always pray and be joyful. You see, joy follows prayer. I am a strong believer that you cannot be joyful without prayer. One night, as I was praying for my husband-to-be, I had God telling me to write eight qualities I wanted or desired in a husband. I did, but I ended up with 12. I then felt a strong impression in my heart to delete the four and remain with eight. This time I obeyed and did. I believe, still do up to now, that that was God. My number one quality in a husband-to-be was a man after God's own heart. You see, at KPC, we had been studying about King David and his lifestyle as a worshipper. This was during the Tuesday and Friday Bible studies. I was so drawn to his character. I also wanted a musician who was a guitar player. The second carnal thing was, I wanted a man who was rich. 
oh my gosh this sounds so shallow when i say it but hey bear with me i am just sharing where god has brought me from i hated going to the taxi park to get into a minibus taxi kamunye we called it especially at peak hours growing up either my mom or dad or the driver would drop each one of us wherever we were going and they would pick us up that included church as well as each of my brothers then got their driver's license they would do the dropping and picking up number three was someone more spiritually mature than me so i'd be able to learn from them number four was somebody who loves children number five i wanted somebody who was westernized you know affectionate not just hey i'm the man of the house i want you pregnant and barefooted i also wanted somebody attractive you know pleasant to the eye sort of thing <laughs> oh boy i had two carnal points on my list i would call them superficial i wanted a man who was at least six foot i think this was mainly because of who i grew up around you see, I am the shortest in my family and I am 5'8". I grew up with three brothers and they were all six foot and my dad was six foot three. My brothers and I had this thing of teasing each other and that so involved the people we dated. We would say things like, she's pretty but too short. He's good looking but short. So in my family, height was a prerequisite to good looks. I knew if I ever took a short man at home, my brothers would chew him up. I prayed over my eight-point list for my future husband, put it in my home Bible that was next to my bed on a nightstand. I had two Bibles, one for church, one for home. As it turns out today is the 30th of August, which is my beloved Ken's birthday. So let me go and do what I do best, serve a beautiful home-cooked meal to my husband and family in celebration of his special day. See you in the next episode. Grab a cup of tea for the next one. Bye for now.